0: Welcome to the State of the Markets podcast. I'm Paul Rodriguez of thinktrading.com. I'm Tim Price of pricevaluepartners.com. And our very special returning guest is the market sniper, Francis Hunt. Please note due to a diary error, Tim Price was unable to make this podcast. It was not his fault at all and he will be back on the next one. Francis Hunt, the market sniper. Welcome back to the show. This is a much anticipated show by our listeners.
1: Oh, Paul, thank you, Bex. Very glad to be back with you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's always a pleasure. So, um, since we last spoke, uh, I think from the last podcast, you were saying that the dollar would go up and I think you were bearish on equities. So, excellent calls, well done. Um, How are you seeing the markets at the moment? What's the focus?
1: Well, uh, the the dollar dominance is a huge theme. Uh, I mean, I've been saying to all the smaller market guys like the crypto guys, the FX is the new uh, crypto markets. Uh, In essence, we are in a dollar dominant stage, almost certainly in our opinion. And it's going to continue to confound top callers. Everyone's going to be coming in and calling peak inflation. We've got a producer price inflation number, actually, that should be coming out very soon. In fact... Uh, And I I just think people are going to keep misunderstanding that inflation is a monster that's best killed small. And this one's well into its teens and is uh, healthy and strong and flexing its muscles. And you don't just throw out a couple of interest rate rises and expect instant uh, dips. Also, you've got to bear in mind oil is still in and around the uh, 90s and 100s. I'll have to check exactly. Um, It's going to stay it's going to stay far stronger. And it is inherently a compounding force. So just because you stop doing the things, it's a bit like lighting a fire with fuel. Just because you stop throwing on fuel doesn't mean this fire stops. It is, uh, it is a, a highly expansionary and self-feeding force because there's also uh, uh, behavioral changes that go within inflational environment. So people are going to be top calling this far too many times. So in your, in your initial question, to give a base answer, more of the same rather than be, be the guy calling reversals.
0: Right. So... Personally, I was looking for a move in the dollar index towards 108 and I thought that there may be signs of a top coming in there. Um, So um, I'm looking for more evidence and technically there isn't any evidence of a reversal. In fact, if we look at dollar yen, that's screeching up quite aggressively. But we're also seeing what I feel is demand destruction where commodity prices and, and now even food prices have started to collapse following that yields has started to collapse as well so we've got the long bond um us long bond and we've got um you know yields going back down and uh, it looks like other major uh, g7 bond yields are falling as well so to me i'm getting the sense that the bond markets is uh, are expecting more of Potentially a recession and therefore an easing of rates, yet the dollar just hasn't bought into that at all. It's just charging ahead. So I can see this discrepancy, but
1: a dichotomy. Yeah. Yes. And those were uh, your question is an excellent one, Francis. How basically there's a question in there that you're pitching to me. There's evidence of actual recessional behaviour yeah. already. How can you uh, keep uh, say keep on keeping on and ignore these elements? Yeah. Um, and you are right uh, to a point. But what I want to uh, highlight is essentially we've referred to the current economic state of the market as hyper stagflationary. So, this essentially means there are two huge uh, forces, asset price contraction um, as a result of uh, some of the the, the mentioning the, the mentions uh, that you've given. So, we've got this contractionary element that starts to have an inverse wealth effect uh, and people are feeling less rich about their stock portfolios, the property prices, say, in the States and, uh, and potentially the UK, obviously uh, fixed deals now for 30-year mortgages are going to be substantially more expensive than they were a year ago, et cetera, et cetera. So you're getting that. But you've also got the the stagflation is two forces, stubbornly harsh growth and uh, impoverishing environment on things like growth. But it's also the stubbornly strong inflationary force. And you can simultaneously have these two things happening. Without trying to make a point on climate change, for example, there was that Argument on 9 11 day when there were no planes allowed for the three or four days post 9 11 that actually temperatures rose quite a lot. So while there was a force of global warming, there was also a, a particle course dimming. these The one was a contaminating factor, but it was also a containing factor. You can have two very powerful forces going on. And we're in such a state of imbalance. I sometimes use the analogy. Paul, you and your wife with one of your children when they were young, you could be holding uh, your child, could be walking, you know, in, in a three year old, let's say, and you both holding its hand. Uh, the, the, the child's hand and you're strolling along uh, and you have got a slight vector to the left in supporting uh, the child and your wife has a slight to the right and you're holding it up and she's sort of walking she's just learning to walk she's not going to fall over but she's holding you and then I could put a combined harvester with a thousand newton meters of torque uh, where your wife stood and uh, an a agricultural tractor uh, for pulling a, you know, a couple of tons worth of plowing equipment on the other and if they are equal in power, you would say, well, we're still in balance. But obviously the, the situation for the child in the event if she's roped to these two agricultural pieces of equipment is far more tenuous. In other words, there's much more potential stress. And the minute you get a little bit of imbalance on the one, she'll violently tug to the left and the right and possibly pull asunder. So this is the situation of hyperstagflation. What is actually happening is you've got a runaway blaze on one side of the fire where people are poured fuel and on the other side of the the fire someone's pouring water Uh, and this is essentially um, a little bit of what uh, where we are the forces of violence and that you're not going to contain the fire that call it the runaway nature of the dollar here this is this is the extent that while it feels there's um that you're seeing on one hand one aspect dying you're seeing on another hand it's still continuing to run away
0: yeah But um, at some point, and perhaps you may have a prediction as to where that will be, things will tip and perhaps the dollar will start to go potentially into reverse because either the other central banks are going to start raising interest rates to sort of normalize towards what's going on with inflation and and sort of catch up to what the Fed's doing, or the Fed are going to um, lower interest rates from their perspective um, to counter what could be the inflationary... Uh, sorry, deflationary pressures that are...
1: And another bulletproof question, and, and, and I have the answer for that. So let's That's just that. point out that Canada has already gone 100 basis points up to a shock after already doing a multiple uh, interest rate hikes. And who is dominating, the dollar over the Canada or the Canadian loony? It's the dollar that is uh, still dominating. Yeah. So even to your point, this, the, you've got to question, is this only about inflation? You see, uh, the cover story for the Fed is about inflation, but actually the deglobalizing geopolitical events they put into force with Russia and Ukraine and the acceleration of the alternative structure is this not a dollar aping, demanding strength at the costs of the consumer uh, to a far greater degree than before so for example let me just bring up some charts because we're very visual Uh, and the charts absolutely show where we still have targets outstanding and they will push the pain far deeper on their own consumer for their larger geopolitical agenda Uh, don't also forget you have forces that are very keen to pick up property farmland Uh, such as Vanguard, BlackRock, Blackstone, uh, at super suppressed market prices. Uh, So there is a a, a third agenda where I'm talking out of my reset uh, sniper circle. So we're the three circles, the traditional market, uh, which is HVF method on traditional markets, which I'll uh, be referring to you now as we show the dollar index chart. But there's also the larger reset. My assessment is this is the period. And I really stick my neck out, and I've never said it before. This downswing is the downswing where they break the old system. We go into a problem, reaction, solution, events over the course of the next year, and you get introduced from the old railway line, rickety iron horse, to the new monorail, which will have some form of central bank digital token. That is a big call. I, you know, And I've never said this before. I am saying next year, mid-year, next year we speak again, uh, all sorts of things will have already occurred that will make th- this prediction lot more uh, prevalent and potentially likely. So, you know, that's a big neck out. I will be clearly very blatantly wrong. Um, if we go ahead and have this call in a year's time again, uh, and we're just here and they've just had a minor recession and then they've just started printed again. And that's what everyone is assuming. Mm. And that's how they're going to get caught with their pants down. This time, the Fed put doesn't come. This time, the agenda is every effort to maintain supremacy of the dollar in a geopolitically dividing world. Um, and the assets categories get properly killed in shock. Everyone is in suspended disbelief. We saw it first in the bond markets where we had very high volatility on the move and the equity was going, nah, we don't care. You're going to pivot soon. Uh, and you saw how that continued. We eventually went to three and a half percent. Now, you have had a pullback. Nothing ever goes up in a straight line. Let's have a look at that, Dixie, if you're good with it and then and come yeah. back at me on that statement. Yeah, sure.
0: Meantime. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's. Um, so I think we've got my Skype in. in yeah. So the Skype. Yeah, if we could just minimize that, that would be...
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I've, I'm showing... I'd already started the screen share. Yeah, yeah, that's I cool. You up no, that's cool. So let's just have a look at this. So here's the dollar index. Now, these are a, a small step back for people that might be watching for the first time. What we said last time. is not everybody necessarily watched what happened last time. Just a very quick uh, recapture sure. of you know, where we've been. So um, we said some time ago right back down at 89 on the dollar index. It's our impression that we are going to set up a macro continuation pattern that will see 111 run. So let's just get that dollar index properly in view here. It's quite a messy one because I work hard on the chart. So I'll take the lines off just for a second so everyone can recognize it. Um, there we go. This is the dollar index. This is in a much stronger run than we everyone has uh, thought. It was actually wanting to get away in the crisis as we led into the pandemic march 2020 over here they killed it by printing i don't know if it's 4.56 or 7 trillion no one ever seems to know the number it's almost as if it's like you're counting coppers and it doesn't matter uh, when these numbers are so obscenely huge but anyway that killed the dollar and gave the globe because the dollar is demanded offshore out of america which brings us into the whole concept of Triffin dilemma and being the base currency of the world uh into uh real focus all the way down, and we said, this has to hold. We started to hammer here. Otherwise, our s- hypothesis is not correct. Came down and visited. That has to hold. W bottom, and then an inverted head and shoulders uh, on a complex. That's what I'm highlighting here in the pink. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, co- we gave the official break call at the 94 here level and said, the target is 111. Um, and then you are likely to get overperformance to that. What is actually happening is this is turning into a parabola, one of the ways you break a system is on dollar strength and you break all the other surrounding currencies first everyone recognizes that the dollar might need to go but what if you use it as the baseball bat to smash everybody else first this is exactly contradictory to what everybody else thought and when you've been uh, when the american consumer is being killed as the current situation and fed hawkishness is doing you stop exporting dollars offshore hence why the yen uh, is short on dollars. Uh, they're not selling the same amount of Toyotas. Uh, the same will happen to Korea on Kias. The same will happen, obviously, to Germany on Mercedes-Benz and other products, of course. I'm just giving common brands. And what actually happens is they export inflation instead because by holding their currency extra strong and not exporting uh, nearly as many dollars, because the Triffin's dilemma is the, the nation-state that holds the the currency of the world must run deficits and its primary export is its currency because people have to buy oil and other commodities in that uh, and they are going to exploit that fact Uh, and you uh, import net import goods from uh, producer nations so the producer nations that are Western friendly are currently being killed Eurozone Japan coming soon the Korean uh, one all of these we have called and all of which we've had the financial technical structure so we built our view not because of this fundamental understanding. We first saw the technical structures and then said, what is the fundamental uh, understanding that makes uh, our technicals make sense? And that's where Brent Johnson was the first person to to, uh, start to help me pull the pieces together. So we are not narrative driven. We are macro technical. In short, I am a tracker of animals in the sand. I am your South African uh, hunter uh, and we follow the footsteps in the sand. And this was always setting up to be uh, a parabolic move and it won't stop. And when it runs 111, when you're going at this kind of rate, You don't stop on the dime. It's a bit like being on the Autobahn at 300 kilometers and I say stop. You're not stopping immediately. You're skidding a long, long way. So overperformance in runaway markets because people come under pressure. They become forced sellers. They have to get out of their euros. They buy into the dollar. So we're expecting substantial overperformance, even beyond 111. So this is a first setup in a new trend. And in fact, one of the most commonly uh, shown uh, charts that I always do is the far larger, bigger time frame one, which has always been showing us that this was broadly our expectation technically, and hence why we're we saying what's going to be the driver that makes the dollar so uh, incredibly strong, and it was this. So I'm going to show you with annotations. I need to make sure that Skype is out the way. We have broken out of a macro falling wedge on the dollar. And we are in a channel that will see it go, uh, be stronger for a lot longer. Let me log scale that uh, whenever you're on big time frame charts. So these are the big moves. Here's your falling wedge. We've had this draw for ages. We've been putting it up for wages. This major move that occurred on September the 14th that occurred with the collapse of oil, which is when uh, oil fell from the last Ukraine-Russia crisis. Very interesting. And since then, we've been on up. And this is our channel upside. So we continue to see this has been a scenario that we've had up for better part of two years, 18 months that we've been showing people of dollar dominance. And we've now seen the geopolitical events come to that point where they almost need to do it to to assert. When the euro launched, many people forget the euro came out at about 1.6. It fell all the way to 80 cents to the dollar. The first thing the, the dollar tends to do if there's another... Potential alpha chimp in the in the troop is beat its chest like a full-on silverback and asserts itself. And now it needs to do it more than it's ever done. And they will make exploit that Triffin's dilemma and they will destroy their consumer in the name of containing inflation when it'll have as much to do about dollar domination. And that will be the ending or breaking of the financial system because you're going to have your FX emerging's in unbelievable amounts of dollar-based debt that they can no longer sustain. Uh, Turkey is an example in case of a major nation that's. Already very well down that way but you're going to see the majors because from a trader's point of view you pay a lot to have a usd try long open but the interest rate differentials on the dollar and the euro or the dollar and the yen these are trades you can hold long term and i've been absolutely puppy licking our face nonstop. so i mean i mean i'm on all-time highs on fx and we've also been short crypto this is this is the great trading unfortunately resets Will belong to the well-positioned, understand the game speculators. It's not the teachers, the engineers that are being looked after here. This is a speculator society that's been created, and that's going to be huge moves in the transition from the iron horse to the monorail. Let me leave you to uh, unpack some of that.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, part part of this is, in very simple terms, the fact that we've had a few years of. Low volatility FX, and as we know from long-term traders, these things go in cycles, and we're we're back into this. Um, loads of volatility, and everyone's going, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Well, this is normal. It's just that we've had this range for such a long time that uh, people have got used to it. Nobody's hedged, and that's why we're seeing such extended moves. But if we think if we think that inflation in the US is running at such high levels, and the dollar's strong. Can we imagine what would be going on if the dollar started to turn down, and um, then they would start to import inflation? At the, you know, because in many ways, inflation is being held lower because the dollar is stronger. Um, if the dollar started to weaken, it's being
1: held lower for Americans.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's that's being right.
1: being exported to yeah Europeans and uh, Japanese and obviously emerging nations.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it from the Americans' point of view as as to whether they're going to start pumping money into when they're going to start pumping money into the system or trying to. So, so my thought was, um, if and when this turns, and we're saying that 111 could be an area. Um, But it could also continue further, which is another point that comes down to perhaps the breakup of the euro, which is uh, people who've been in the markets a long time will know how the euro got put together and are pretty much amazed that it's still there and know that there's this at some point it's going to break. We're going to or we're going to have some form of crisis. And this is starting to feel like this could be the crisis that causes the euro to break up. Um, So, um, so so there's a few things there when the dollar eventually starts to weaken michael burry of the big short fame is saying that that he thinks hyperinflation is coming i'm wondering whether the dollar weakening when it eventually does is what causes it and do you think the hyperinflation situation if and when it comes is what will encourage the move to your call for next year that cbdc's will be coming in
1: so um, I don't entirely agree uh, with Michael Burry, and he, he's an excellent analyst and very worth following, but not everything he says is uh, right, and he obviously killed the big short. Um, uh, he, uh, so understand two things. When we're in this phase and dollar is doing the dominance on the interest rate high and the inflationary attack, money runs into dollar. When you go into recession and society collapse, um, the safety trade money runs to the dollar
0: mm. yeah okay
1: remember subprime you're looking i can bring that we got the same chart up and i can bring it up what happened during subprime um the, the great financial crisis money ran into the dollar here you are at the last major cyclical low our what we're calling for now uh, i would say certainly a decade low for the dollar until we're in a new system i don't think that we ever uh, come back but there it is 2007 in fact i shouldn't use the pink i'll go with the blue uh, and fatten the lineup so everyone can see. But in between that two and the three on the low side, that is the 2008, just prior to the whole Lehman's event. And you can see from there, once things got un, uh, 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 deeply disorderly, the money runs to the core. I've described it regularly as FX, as the round village, thinking asterisks and obelisks, you know, with the, the piles and the wood. The poorest live outside the walls. These are your FX emergings of small nations. Turkey is inside the first room wall, but there are ever greater walls. And the king lives in the tallest castle. You know, um, the higher monks are, you know, zone two. Uh, and the king is the dollar. And as those levels fall, the retreating troops run Ever deeper into the safety as they're being overrun by the barbarians. Uh, but the first to go are the smallest and weakest. Just because you're the, the the biggest Ponzi scheme may be the most indebted, but it is the last one to fall because its might is right. Um, and it's a Pavlovian response: people run to the dollar. The key pivotament that I that because you are hitting on interesting things, but I'm going to flex that slightly and say the most interesting point is when gold and silver starts going up. On this runaway, dollar strength. So Mm. rather than, oh, the dollar is suddenly going to turn and go down. Turn and go down against what? Euros? Yen? Canadian dollars? Mm. No. The might of the military, the might of everything else, the Pavlovian responses. The only thing that is important to watch what, what it goes down against will not be another fiat. It will be the like- of Bitcoin uh, potentially if it survives, uh, and I think people are undervaluing the risk that it gets cancelled because it's a it's a genuine rival to CBDC, but most important, something that will truly bridge wealth over, something you can hold in your hand. When they're pushing you all digital, you should seek to be physical, gold and silver. Uh, so a bar of gold uh, will, and I don't think this is something you can trade because we will have a complete... Circuit breaker event, problem, reaction, solution, power down, good down, food supplies is crazy, social, there's plenty that it seems to be almost actively engineered to create that by intent, I would almost ask. Uh, there's only so far you can push incompetence theory. Um, and then you get to the point where, OK, so all of these things get switched down and they switch them back off and, and the gold is revalued at 100,000 old dollars, although the, that dollar may not exist anymore. Uh, and in whatever token of uh, proliferation, they will say, to get your faith in this government based, it will be a portfolio based of exejects, and, and it will also have some linking to a physical metal, which is deemed value at this level. And in this way, hence why the the, the pressure is coming on the Western nations So our Anglo-Saxon, English-speaking nations, the Commonwealth um, and uh, USA and Europe, Western Europe, are the ones that are going to go through their form of Bolshevism, uh, in my opinion, that the the, the Eastern Europeans and the the Russians have already experienced. And, of course, China as a communist nation has already experienced. We are being flattened into communism. And the way you need to protect yourself is to hold something physical that literally they have to send a man with a gun to take off with you take off of you that is your best chance of bridging wealth from the iron horse old took a train onto the monorail system because there will still be physical elements no matter how much they push everything digitally there's still going to be and has to be digital elements if you've got time for this tweet show from lagarde which i consider very very interesting in fact um let me pull it up right now uh, if we're still showing screen sure christine, christine lagarde is putting a, a, a comment in and around a European Central Bank statement. This is twenty hours long only, and one of my community members highlighting it to me. And the key phrases coming through here: people are increasingly paying digitally. That's a, that's obvious. It is crucial. So this is a high emphasis point that we continue to have easy access to central bank money in the digital age. Those the the, the three phrases I am highlighting. Easy access and note how it's now central bank money. This to me is a reaffirmation of my biases that the retail banking services that you currently exist could be foregone with, and you will end up having a direct relationship with a central bank, a wallet that is almost cut to source. So, the intermediation that retail banks brought into this could be sacrificed. This ties in with World Economic Forum bank hacks and. Money all being leveled. How do you kill demand when you have such a runaway beast of inflation? How do you surpass switching off all the SMEs on a pandemic for two years in lockdowns? Guess what? You zero everybody's bank accounts. That's the only other way I can think. You create a bigger demand-crushing event. Um, and I know this sounds oh, so super dystopian, but look at this. This is what we would call a megaphone. This is Fed fund rates. The central banks add volatility. They do not and have not added stability. This is their game. Their game is inflationary. And when you get to the end of the game, the old rules don't apply. You're seeing it for 60-40 equity to bond portfolios. That is the right information for the error has gone. It's not for the end of season. Your shorts and flip-flops are not the tools for middle of winter that is struck suddenly. Um, And this is what's going to happen. Look at the volatility that has been introduced on rates via crisis, ever growing larger swings. They literally need an event even greater than COVID to effect, to bring down upon us. And this is why, as I say, I am concerned about the very next year. The rate at which the rates have turned. We called a final capitulation on the yields. I think last time we spoke, I highlighted that. Just about everybody. You know, we had from the 80s, the Falker year, you log scale that interest spill. When we had the pandemic, it was such a spill of such great and the snapback was such momentum. Technical analysis, true macro-technicals, and this is why I say we're not the best, we're the only ones. We said, as that happened, when you started to snap back on the rates, that you've never snapped back with such momentum. It is typical of a final capitulation in yields. We are going to have a reversal in debt. It's no longer by the dip on bonds and equities. That area is over. It was a 40-year meme. It's not an investment strategy. And with it will go the 60-40 portfolio. If you aren't thinking in terms of gold and silver, you are in deep, deep trouble for the transition of system. What applies in the middle of the sandwich is not what's happening on the edges. And this is our key point. People are recognizing and are validating on optimised that stats of a, a period that no longer exists. It's your past. It's what's right in front of you. That's coming. That's different. You should be prepared for. And the old rules don't work anymore.
0: So, given that particular chart that you've got up there, we've hit the top of the funnel. Then, wouldn't it be natural to expect the next move to be a very sharp move downwards?
1: At some point it's coming and people will call it too soon. So this, by the way, this hasn't been, this isn't my draw. Uh, I picked this very interesting chart off of somebody else. I think it was, uh, give credit to the man, the happy Hawaiian on Twitter, if you want to follow him. Sure. Um, but the key point here is it's not a, a, a perfect technical draw. You could have, for example, you could have been drawing along these lows sure. here um, over this. So but, I but you've drawn the significant well lows there. overshoot that. previous highs. This is the slam down to end all slam down. This is the Coupe de gras kill shot for a system. So people will call the top on this way too soon. And then the the ultimate kill is literally... Um, you know, the Russians hacked your banks and killed our money. They did this because of our strong currency. And we have real democratic principles. They are evil. Who knows what half-baked narrative you'll be sold with some form of event. And you will probably have combined all sorts of social unrest stimulated at the same time. So mass confusion. Right now, when I talk to people, most people are deeply confused. That's exactly their objective. Fear and confusion Prevents you from taking def- the correct defensive action. And you then end up getting buffeted with the wind, the tsunami, and the waves. Clarity in these times is the thing that will determine how the great polarization in wealth. When I stood on Blackheath Hill and said it's coming in 2017, the mo- biggest single polarizing event for wealth uh, on uh, for all people and that day and moment is here i feel like a manic street preacher on the <laughs> speaker's corner in london um and i, I think i am uh, but don't take take my view don't have to believe it but take it certainly under consideration uh, because things aren't always Pattern repeating that, oh, and it's just another dip, market falls 30%, and we all just print more money and we go. There is an ender, bigger game. There is a transition that comes, and that will have a circuit breaker and a period which will be, I expect, quite turbulent uh, and could, you know, power cuts in Germany, potentially in the UK gas. You're talking about basic principles that we've often laughed at them, you know, the third world about that are visiting on Western Europe uk and other nations this is unheralded and to make sure they get the complete cleaning of the slates it goes beyond your expectation in crushing everything because amazingly the systems also are fairly robust they're both vulnerable and also tough you actually to to kill it properly you truly need to drive the stake through the heart and they're going to make no mistake about it. So it's going to go beyond expectations. People have saved money. People have got bits there. They need utter impoverishment so that you go along with almost any solution that they propose.
0: I mean, would, wouldn't that be just to um, just inflate it away for us to go into hyperinflation? Surely that would have the effect.
1: Um, so remember, remember, again, hyperinflation ends exceedingly quickly. It ends exceedingly, exe- because what ends up happening is you get instant default. People can't pay. Uh, people can't afford. So the, the people, the, the notion of an extended period of hyperinflation, it's just, it's just not likely. Uh, you cause this recessionary, I would call almost multi-log sh- slam, depressional strike. Um, you've destroyed everybody's wealth anyway. People will be forced sellers at the bottom. I'm telling anybody I know who has property assets that they're looking the gift horse in the mouth by not ca- uh, cashing them in right now. Having just come out of St. Albans, a commuter town in the UK where I was meeting up with community members in a pub, you know, mm. I had an old uh, ex-council semi. That's 550000 worth. Uh, my legacy home uh, that I bought after, that's £2.5 million pounds, uh, value at the moment. That's silly, silly money. And it's financial engineering that has done that. And they have to, this is a debt failure. And debt failure is the end of money. This is the contraction of money. All money is borrowed into existence. And we have financial engineering and a debt failure that has gone too far. For debt to fail, the contraction is like a black hole. Everything collapses in on itself. So, these asset prices could fall exceedingly high, high and far, and this is the best way for um, the eventual arbiter and the issuer of money, which many people can decide who they think that is but th- behind the central banking cartels to pick up all the assets on a major, major deflationary strike. And it's quite clear that there are forces, oligarchical corporate forces, as I've mentioned, like Vanguard, BlackRock, that are hoovering up the assets. The goal is to turn you, you will own nothing and be happy. Be a tenant, have no worries, get your farmer happy pills uh, and your rent everything and it will be taken out of your central bank digital token wallet. And, I, uh, and that sounds kind of dystopian. The people that survive and see this through and are on the right side uh, will be bridging wealth from the old system to the new and digital is not the place uh, to be. Bank balances could be zeroed. I look at every balance I have in my bank and think tomorrow I could know that ATMs will be dark, you can't draw, power downs, grids, social unrest, it could all
0: happen. So talking about the, um, we would go immediately to to obviously the cryptocurrencies because they're supposed to be there as a hedge against the printing of, of um, fiat currencies. But you you, you said the phrase, if they don't cancel it, and I just wanted to bring that point to if they don't cancel cryptocurrencies, how can they actually cancel cryptocurrencies <laughs> if they're decentralized?
1: Well, first of all, uh, people have a blind faith in the nature of decentralization. Decentralization probably means Um, A lot of different uh, places have all got the same data being saved on some Amazon server, Microsoft server, or uh, any of the other big, uh, you know, most people end up on the the same big corporates, uh, first of all. Uh, There's a couple of aspects to bear in mind. Our golden rule, that is the study of history, is all about power and the issuance of money. All wars, all everything is about control over resources. And Power the absolute power once you get beyond a certain amount of wealth the the, the real The real thing is power and power resides with the issuance of money And it, I refer you to the Rothschild uh, quote of I care not to make the laws It doesn't even matter who makes the laws if you're the man who issues the money that you you write the laws Yeah, because the people you pay, pay are paid to write what you want them to write So this is the absolute absolute point of power. Do you truly believe the Satoshi Nakamoto narrative, for example, from the very beginning. There's many ways that Bitcoin is already captured or could be captured at subsequently. the amount of regulation is coming in, all the centralized exchanges, KYC, all of these things. It's creeping from that end. But where is this mythical man that did this unbelievable uh, benevolent act and disappeared into the ether, never cared to leave any foundations? We see Blair has a foundation. We see Clinton has a foundation, leaving it to family. There's no mention of family. Who's his auntie, his uncle and his son? Um, This smells of fairy tales for adults for me. Um, in terms of who writes the history, there's many things that are not quite as they are told. Um, so first of all, who owns all that origin BTC? How could they bring it back under centralized control? Well, they could say, Hey, we've, we've decided to put a capital gain on this. Um, it's determined that Satoshi was an Australian or whatever, whatever he he hasn't paid his tax. Um, BlackRock's quantum computing has broken in, um, and we've seized it. Uh, we can't find him and locate him. As a result, we're holding it uh, for the great advancements of the planet, uh, transgender representation in workplace and the, the Green Revolution. We've taken the tax that was due, and this is, immediately falls under government control. And that means the biggest, one of the biggest holdings, and I, I don't even have the numbers, don't ask me. Uh, I don't over-speculate and fascinate about these details. But that's, that's how they can complete a narrative loop that actually sees the money that was meant to be the libertarians who were escaping governments end up having the biggest player being owned by quasi-government entities um, in terms of that. That's just one. I've just, you know, created a narrative and thrown it out to you.
0: Yeah, Um, I I understand what you're saying there. I mean, there's always a way if you want, if if the government wants to do something, there's always a way of finding... Um, like either like you say with tax or, or whatever. But I, I, I was thinking more from could they actually inverted commas, hack it or because it seems unhackable hack at the most.
1: They could do something aggressive. They could say they could scapegoat North Korea, Russia and say they've hacked it and try to steal it. But never mind. Our central bank digital tokens are a different technology and it's unhackable. Uh, and they could destroy it they could let it live but just put so much burden and weight on it it becomes too cumbersome undesirable unusable and then eventually peters out and dies slowly you've got a slow death you've got a fast death hey they can kill it many many ways there's many ways to skin a cat um but you start by killing it you kill it slow you kill it fast uh you know that's 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 what you do um and then the, the, everybody goes uh, and i'm reading a lot of Analysts that I admire and respect saying Bitcoin is undervalued. And my question is, on what basis of the probabilities of the future do you have in your model? What if government decides it needs to die? If you think there's a 5 or a 15% that, listen, Carstens, I call him who ate all the pies, uh, who's the general manager in the BIS, uh, said the power of our central bank digital currency is we can control what people buy when they buy it we can take money directly out the wallet we can add money to the wallet if there's inflation we can do a, a, a whole swathe withdrawal from everybody to reduce the expenditure we can do real time taxation we can do this is this is not freedom money no this absolutely is absolute not. draconian overreach power money and mm. Power corrupts absolutely, and absolute power is in the the final game. That's where it ends. You end up in the extremity of a technological Bolshevik communism that is essentially virtually globalized. Um, and the West is the problem because we're the ones that have had the relative freedoms compared to, say, the Chinese citizens. We are the ones to get the downdraft, the worst in what's coming. And we have the soft underbelly and are you know, highly comfortable in living that we face the worst shock, especially if underprepared. So our entire community at the www.themarketsniper.com is about dealing about this one event and not getting crushed uh, and having alternatives and having arbitrage. But back to the point, do you really believe If Bitcoin can be sent by anyone, uh, everyone, uh, uncontrolled, that given the choice of using Bitcoin, I'm going to use something that can be tracked, taxed, uh, added to, eliminated, eliminated, given a time for expenditure on a central bank digital token. No ways. The first thing they do if they give me CBDCs, I'll dump it and buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Because it'll still be there tomorrow. It won't get taxed, reduced. It won't be timing out. Uh, And I can control it. I can spend it how I want to uh, spend it on nefarious activities, good activities, whatever the case may be. So how on earth do you see the eventual control vector that they wish to bring in on a central bank digital token succeeding alongside something that has none of those controls? How do you think people will choose? Well, can it survive then? Uh, does it need to die? Well, you can throw paperwork at it, legislate it. Make, every time you move it, you've got to fill in forms. You can turn it cumbersome. You can kill it slow. You kill it fast. You, have, you create a false flag based event. You have it hacked. You do whatever you need. You know, there was long before Bitcoin came out uh, in 96 an NSA document on this form of money. Uh, as there was for Facebook in terms of social media, this whole metaverse is driving you into a digital world where you will own nothing and be happy uh, and have virtual existence. Well, I I don't know, I quite like a bit of physical me, and as a result, I'm preparing to retain some. Uh, this is the Bitcoin chart, by the way, and we've been successful but, uh, bear callers. We've been making money on the short side on crypto and on the long side on the dollar against this. It's been one of our best and most productive trading periods. In fact, the irony, because a lot of what I'm saying sounds very negative, uh, doomsday porn artist, et cetera. No, 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 no. The gifts you get when they have to go through this process is the chart and the money has to do it. If you understand what it's doing, you position for it accordingly and you build great wealth and you turn it into physical things that you have a likelihood of holding. Uh, or at least a shot at holding. Um, And this is part of the game. Let me just uh, share this uh, chart on Bitcoin. Um, It's confusing me a little bit, uh, the Skype recording. There we go. The chart should be coming back up again. So we've already called the three flags, and we think you're in the fourth. The fourth flag is about to uh, do uh, the work, the next work. So this, again, a hard-working chart. So I'll just switch it off uh, the, the jaws, first of all. You had... And this is patently clear, and this has been entirely tradable and is pretty damn liquid still. The first flag, all in the, around the 50K uh, zone as you turned after the 69. 69 was a marginally higher high to 64. That became a concern after we had this spill up over here. That flag, sell-off from the 50K, what did you end up getting? You got a huge 40K consolidation running across here. So, again, it's… For some reason, that stopped drawing. Let me try again. Ah, it's crashed.
0: Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, the I've lost two. my
1: pen. Um, so okay. apologies for that. That might be a combination of the Skype. There we go. Oh, okay. suddenly all the lines are showing up now. Sorry, there's a bit of buffering maybe. Sure. Um, so here you go. This is 10K lower, a substantial flag. Why? Because it was a key resort. So you had Michael Saylor that done a lot of 30K buying. This is at the 40K. So you've gone 10 grand down from 50 to 40. Again, we called short as you broke this lower line to the downside. Next flag at the 30K level, this is pegging. This is derivative markets, round numbers, pegging the three flags. And we called that, we said, you're gonna go down again. And guess what? We're probably gonna go to the 20. Now that's a third off. When you go from 50 to 40, you've lost 20%. You go from 40 to 30, you've lost 25%. You go from 30 to uh, 20, you've now lost 33 and a third percent and you are flagging again. This is the fourth flag. We've said three bear flags, and now you're getting a fourth flag waving. How do you think that turns out? Markets do not bottom like that. We're warning people, a short. So, you know, this is a round tripper uh, of the move that originally started for us in the two and a half year continuation structure that we called everyone to trade Bitcoin long. So we're not perma bears. On this, I will engage. But what I don't do is develop belief systems of blind hodl. Bitcoin fixes this. Bitcoin fixes this. Bitcoin fixes everything. No, 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 no. The people who control money decide what goes up and what goes down. Now, that chart
0: uh, um, that chart you've got there, to me, is also very interesting because you've got the peak of, uh, what was it, late 2017, early 2018, um, coming back for a retest. So this is why I think this area currently here is is interesting because we could turn for a medium term bounce even if it eventually fails to something much lower which it could do to i think the next levels around 14000 or so so um so that's why i think the market stalled here so it could potentially rally but normally these rallies turn around very fast so it sort of touches it and then we get this impulse move which we haven't seen as yet so are you as confident of as the next down move uh, as you were for the previous ones or is there some doubt that this could be forming some form of base
1: what i'm seeing is every good trader and lots of people i respect like yourselves still can't believe the scale of what's happening and this is why i assess uh, i'm accurate everyone wants to buy a bottom expecting a top Everyone wants to call a top on peak inflation, um, and they're going to see that this thing persists, persists far more than they expect. Think of the extremity of, you know, uh, good down events, social unrest. You can't go to work. There is no money in the system. Not enough people have cash at home. What do you think happens? Uh, to assets in that environment.
0: Yeah, of you, course, they they, they, crazy. they go down.
1: Yeah. And this is uh, so. As I was saying, each time on the in the, the previous answer, you've dropped 10k to the key round levels each time. We are sitting at 20. We've gone from 50 to 40, uh, flag. 40 to 30, flag. Uh, 30 to 20, flag. Um, keep on keeping on is. Uh, my, the basis of our HVF methodology. Eventually, we could be wrong. Uh, but guess what? If I've been four times right uh, and eventually get one wrong, I have stops. That's OK. Uh, it's been an absolute cash rainer at the moment. And we have got a cult. Um, anybody who just has blind belief that this is your personal sovereignty and that. The legacy multi-generational money have allowed you to have your own money that they will um, not have any control over and that they've just surrendered the most critical power that has given all the great quotes around uh, money and banking that anybody who studies the history of money and wealth will know. And they've surrendered that to you uh, without that much of a struggle. Just Satoshi, this benefactor, uh, is failing to recognize that they're almost being bought into a cult and once they've made money on something they marry it uh, and they can't assess that this could just be an on-ramp system to get a large part of the community already heads up wise to dealing in a blockchain type environment for a future currency there's always an interim step before a new system this is the beginning of the bridge Crypto showed up at the base of 2008 nine. Who did they seek to win over? The libertarians. The rest follow. You get the skeptics, the critical, the hard money people all going, Bitcoin fixes this. Everyone else follows in the end. It's a perfect, it's a beautiful, perfect plan. You should applaud the ingenuity of it in it. So blind faith. I work on a hypothesis Bitcoin could be canceled too. They, the, most of the people that are saying Bitcoin is undervalued, they don't have any percentage allocation to that. I say, what probability are you doing uh, that this could be entirely canceled? But but Michael Saylor, but, but, but he's put in all that money. You know, yeah. who cares? He might be made whole in some other way. Um, he might lose all his money and be a high-profile bankruptcy. Uh, he's a detail. This yeah. is about much bigger than one man betting his company on uh, a particular asset. Yeah. It's digital. They can do whatever they like. Digital things can be hacked. Computer technology is advancing all the time. This notion of this reverence in blockchain that is unsurmountable. New things come. Quantum computing is here. You've got Aladdin that's been around for decades. There's, we are advancing ai machine learning it's one of the reasons why i think they don't need the the same amount of labor that we keep getting this watermelon communism about overpopulation uh we don't need the population to be as large anymore i say we not me personally but systems might well be thinking
0: that yeah so what was the uh, sorry just to just <clears throat> there's a couple of points there first of all i'm observing i'm neutral on whether at this point this is the low or not i let the market tell me and for me it's potentially forming a base because it's stopped but it needs more confirmation the only reason why i'm more interested in this level here is because it matches the previous high and support and resistance from a long-term perspective tends to reverse so you know whether it goes down to 5,000 or up to 100,000. That's
1: not a golden rule, Tim. Um, what you've actually got is uh, three flags at key round levels every time Then every time has broken down, three times in a row, and you're now at a fourth one and you say, this time will be different.
0: No, that's no, no, but that's, that's not what I've said. I've, the trend has been down and that is the dominant... That's the dominant direction. What I'm saying is you're at a crossroads and it will potentially either continue down or move up, but there's evidence... That can be balanced both ways, and if there is anything that tips in one direction, it's probably more to the downside than the upside. But it's not at this point clear cut. Otherwise, you know, you just put everything on a shore. Um, but having said, things
1: ever clear cut. But no, this is not bottoming price
0: behavior. After you meet
1: four key levels, we've highlighted this. You've actually mentioned one of them, which is observant of you, and I I credit you for that. The legacy 2017 It's Here in our label, there's the gray line right there. Uh, which is also the 20K run just above it, very close together, those two. But there are separate distinct events. One was a round number, one was a high, and they were different. Uh, the second interim level of that macro upside that I gave you, you're bouncing there, and then the bear flag sell-off of the previous flag, that target was there. All four of those targets were met. After a target is run, it is absolutely natural that you get some degree of pushback. If it is not snapping back and it is relatively docile, which it is, and it's in a flag-like channel structure, it is likely to be a continuation structure further to the downside. That is our technical golden rule that we apply. No matter how many analysts I say undervalued Bitcoin, I'm on Bitcoin, you know, look into Bitcoin, every alert for undervaluation has been pinged. But it doesn't matter because those are on chain related things. This is Bitcoin US dollar. It is not just about your little bubble in crypto. It's about a macro event that Bitcoin has never faced. It was born into a great reflation of QE, Q1, 2, and 3, and 4. That's where it is born into a good time with a golden teaspoon in its mouth. Uh, and that's pumpamental, sure, sure, sure. It has never faced the end of system travails that we're doing. And it may not even be wanted by people that are extremely powerful because they intend to bring in something else. So it is extremely precarious, the amount of bullishness and huddle, and this is your best buying opportunity and you've never had it so good. And I am trying to save people from being wrecked. And if they don't assess that I have any point, at least to contemplate that there should be a percentage allocation to the possibility that some of what I'm saying could be accurate.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think, anybody who's in this has got to consider that they could be major downside for sure. Um, even though we've gone this far, there's nothing to say it's definitely cheap because markets don't work like that. As we know, um, they will go wherever they want to go. But, um, and I totally agree with the, the, the idea of a guy called Satoshi Nakamoto holding what is effectively billions of dollars worth of bitcoin and and not actually selling any seems so unlikely either something has happened to him and he's been unable to sell it because you know no human being i I would argue no single human being could ever take a position where something's worth fractions of a cent and run it as high as billions of dollars and not take any profit that's just there's some great traders out there but that's that's just too much to to really believe as a fairy story so you know whether there's some form of nefarious sort of beginnings of it you can't rule out that's for sure there's a big question mark um but we shall see in time but it's um to to phrase it another way um and i will move off the, the the cryptocurrency um subject in a moment but um to phrase it another way is it worth at some stage just having some as a hedge because we don't know. Um, there may be this sort of transition period where they're trying to bring in CDBCs, and the dollar may be turning, and therefore there there could be a considerable rebound, even if it's not sustained for the long term. And, Let be, me, and perhaps
1: that question. Okay, can I just, just add an example?
0: Can I just add something to that, just sure, very quickly? Yeah, and, and it may not necessarily even be Bitcoin. It could be something like Monero, which is truly, um, you know, private as opposed to. Bitcoin, which we know is, is uh, pseudo-anonymous?
1: Well, we don't know anything for sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, we hope. Uh, and I will p- find out uh, the The South African fluffy pony on Twitter was captured by the FBI about a commercial dispute with a bakery in a previous business. Uh, so, you know, some unpaid bill with a bakery when he was in some sort of, uh, I don't even have the specifics, and suddenly you have a Fed's grabbing when he's attending a Bitcoin conference <laughs> and then he's held for an extended period. Um, you know, I I would say uh, anything you think is a certainty, unthink it. There are no certainties anymore. Counterparty risk is the order of the day. The fact that you have a fixed mortgage, well, banks might renege. All sorts of things. The fact that you have profits in your brokerage accounts, I've never been so high. I will keep bleeding them out and turning them into physical. Brokerages will fail. Banks could fail. Everything could fail. This is counterparty risk. The game is that that you don't get to hold anything. You must think of an adversary whose in sole goal is that you don't get to hold anything over for the new system. Right. And he controls most of that game. So that should be your framing. Okay. Um, this is confiscation deluxe by hook, by crook, by counterparty risk, you name it. And, and, and everybody is so intertwined. But th- let me park that for a minute and answer your question. Should you hold this? The, the question is, even on a speculative basis, should you consider holding Bitcoin? So given what I've already said, uh, uh my other bugbear apart from the bitcoin fix it crowd is to buy bonds where diamonds i mean bonds are cheaper than they've been for quite a while rates have come off do you think you should own debt in a time where a debt-based hyper oversupplied debt environment economics 101 the more supply the less value something should have is hyper oversupplied central banks are printing currency to hold it up your curve control in japan the fancy phrase for actually saying keeping a ponzi up yeah and Whenever you're supporting something up somewhere else, you are suppressing something else that always yardsticks the failure of debt systems, and I would argue that's gold and silver. So by as much as you are holding up the debt system um, uh, with yield-cold control, yield curve control, you are suppressing elsewhere, the benchmarks. It is absolutely understood that gold and silver by anyone who's looked into this to any degree is deeply suppressed. So the scale of suppression on those markets is typically geometrically equivalent to the scale of over-support and subsidization to hold a fake value up on a debt-based system. So should you hold debt in a system or should you buy the suppressed asset? And in the same way, uh, I would say to some degree, not quite the same extremity, buying something that is an active challenge to money system you know they want to bring in, how much should you pay for that? For the possibility they allow it to survive and flourish and show up their token by appreciating a whole bunch more. Well, I don't just put such a big amount of odds on that, really, um, because it just doesn't rationally make sense. And the people that can retain rational logic walls in times when everyone else is stuck in belief systems, hodls, wanting to by um, major lows uh, and sell and call peaks in a time where you have never seen the scale of volatility that will be required to ensure they strip everybody of their assets and pain. Um, they are truly flipping everybody's beds and looking under the mattress. Uh, I would not say I would allocate any great sum uh, to that. So that's my answer to should you uh, have it. And technically, until it shows me technically that it it would do it. If I see the money in the sand, and you are right about Monero, however, uh, even though I criticised uh, the point that you said we know, because I, I I just don't think we know anything in truth. Sure. Uh, but uh, but you are right about Monero in that it has shown relative uh, strength, and we have been observing this. And if you were to hold a gun to my head, I would say almost. Uh, look at something that has shown in the same category, maybe some relative strength. So uh, let's pivot past, if you've got the time for it, the Monero chart as well, because it has indicated uh, it's held the 125, 126s level. It's less of a flag. But I will, again, still say the macro is uh, the dominance. Yeah, so yeah. If Bitcoin dumps to 10K. You're not going to be making money uh, on a Monero. And in most cases, Again, I can only say on balance of probabilities. The minute I see Monero actually going up and the Bitcoin dumps from 20 to 10K, then I'm in Monero because relative strength in a category that's going down, now that tells you something technically. And at the moment, it's it's held its 125 handle far better, and it's not at uh, the lows. But technically, I would still say it's just a better performance than many of the other alts. If we go uh, into XMR BTC, which is a direct comparison towards Bitcoin, you can actually see that we have one of our – core structures uh, setting up here.
0: If if you're showing a chart, we can just see you at the moment. Oh,
1: got you. My apologies for that, guys. Let me restate that with the chart. Uh, It's confusing on this new Skype whether you're actually sharing at any given point or not. It's not overtly clear. So this is – let me restate again then just for this point. This is Monero against Bitcoin, that there is actually some squeezing volatility constriction structure occurring, and that the previous move into uh, this high – was actually a move upwards for uh, Monero, and it's possible that you could ease a little bit down and then break to the upside. So you might get a situation where getting Monero relative over performance to Bitcoin. However, if Bitcoin halves, that could still be on Monero going down somewhat in dollars. So it's a sad fact. In an inflationary time, which is high inflationary, holding dollars cash, not in a bank, gold and silver are your big trades. Gold and silver, by the way, saying but it's going down in against dollars. The moment will come uh, in the end game when, in spite of a, a, a really strong dollar, it's quite clear we're going into a new system and everyone's being crushed and debt is failing and all sorts of hijinks is occurring. Will go up even in dollar terms, but forget about trying to get it.
0: I, I think what problem re- you
1: have with timing markets on things that require physical delivery and have premiums is by the time it's the right time to have it, you probably won't be able to get it.
0: I think what's really interesting about where we are in history is—I um, don't know about you—but in my career um, and talking to other traders and investors, there were times when you could say, "Well, this is what the Fed are doing, and and they shouldn't be doing this; they should be doing that instead." And you could see how the market would correct, and things could correct themselves through policy um, through policy action. Post the um, the, the the major financial crisis of 2007 2008 i call it 2007 personally because that's when i think all the signs were there although it didn't really hit the market properly on the high street until 2008 um post that it's been absolutely clear that the amount of debt that's been created has just been more and more alarming and then what what's happened you know with the covid situation is with whether it's engineered or, or 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 not or whether it's just poor management let's park that to one side we know for a fact that they've just printed even more money which is just totally insane so i, I completely agree with you that there has to be we hen- hen- with
1: that print corporations that received large amounts of it have gone into overdrive in acquiring physical assets
0: yeah so th- th- so this is so this is the thing this is the the big this is the big question. We want to hold physical assets, but if you're if you're going to buy property, property could be going down because we're going to be hit by deflation. Financial
1: engineering. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. So, so
0: that's the problem. So you want to spend your money on something, but so what do you spend your money on? Now, the gold
1: because there's no financial engineering in the gold and then you pivot it into property post event. Right. That's so, my theory you need the bridge i'm mentioning this phrase often gold is your bridge from one wealth system to the next
0: so we could call it an on 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 ramp perhaps to use (laughs) it
1: yes so bitcoin's on ramp to get part of the world available and the familiar with potential usage of CBDCs, so that they'll be showing grandma and grandpa how to get their future money uh, because they were involved in crypto in some ways gold is the on the best preserving on ramp of wealth in the old system to bridge into the new system.
0: Now, what I know thats a view I have a lot of sympathy for, and I, I think you know, buying real assets. Like we've seen, for example, copper prices collapse, zinc, etc. So all the commodity prices have been collapsing, and I my my feeling was that this was being uh, reflected in the yield prices so the bond markets looking at at those commodity prices and saying potentially there's some deflation coming and the Fed will react but let's let's put that to one side because you've given some great answers to, to my mentioning that earlier but the problem here is gold is also falling in in dollar terms. It may not be falling in other currency terms. Certainly not in sterling terms. Not and, in
1: sterling. Not in yen. Not in euro.
0: Yeah, I mean it's consolidating in sterling. In yen, it's obviously going up. Now, um, being a UK-based uh, person, um, I'm interested in in the time to switch into gold. And it's looking at the charts. Certainly hasn't been a there hasn't been a time yet. Um, when it comes to looking at it via u s dollars, but the same I worry that the same issue and i 'm not saying that that means you shouldn 't buy dollar but do, sorry you shouldn 't buy gold but the same issue that you 've talked about with bitcoin could also be applied to to gold in other words. It, they could start to tax it they could make it so that it's very difficult to own gold they could even say that it's illegal not that we expect them ever to do that because that would be literally uh, you crazy I can't
1: say no Well you, you can't, can't say no, no. I mean we don't know what's coming this is the we, thing you got to we keep don't. your minds so open
0: Well yeah so so if for people who are trying to protect themselves from from the financial upheaval even if you do manage to get out alive as it were um, with your assets either preserved or maybe increased even on the other side, you can stick out like a sore thumb, aren't you? So there, there may be ways where they just Which say, is Look. why
1: this whole game is so much more than in a financial event. It is a social event. It's a geopolitical event. You need to cluster with like-minded. Uh, you need a community. You need to be self-reliant. You need to be self-reliant power, water, precious metals, and able to protect the fact that you saw the game and were smart from the common masses that will be envious, angry, weaponized against you by the same government media as get those guys, it's unfair, we're all in this together, uh, for which crime, lack of police resourcing, (coughs) could see you come under attack. So you need to look at personal security and hence why you also have to arbitrage where you are and have options. Our whole community is about multiple destinations of uh, reset, self-reliant community development for wealth preservation, but also for uh, neighbors that are of like mind. Uh, and this is this is a, this is so much more than a financial event. And you're absolutely right because even if you do everything right, if someone shows up with a baseball bat and's got your kid by their hair, um, you're stumping up. Uh, and it, it, unfortunately the citizens and that's also why i'm preaching to as many people we need as many people to try save themselves because those are future people that could be coming to your door uh, and wanting to steal or begging food etc uh we who knows i really have a very open mind to the turmoil and i think it's going to shock many people and
0: do you think that's a worst case scenario or do you think that's pretty much how it's going to be
1: so you know when you were mentioning gold and if you had gold and when to buy it the danger of over-timing purchasing the gold environment is th- – you're talking about a reset system where they could just switch the lights off suddenly. You might never got that get that trigger, and then the game is closed. You've missed the bus. So I have not waited. This, there, I'm a – Technical If you know, people think technical analysis is purely timing. Um, it's not, but it's certainly one of the big aspects of it. And everything we've just done on trading the USD JPY, it's all timing entries at the right times, trying to get that, how long in trade, etc. But there's some things that are, you've just got to ensure under all auspices you own and hold physically and not just in one place. Say, for example, um, Paul, you in the UK, uh, if you've got all your eggs in the UK, you, you have one flag. It's much better to have five flags. Uh, it's much better to have uh, a locale where you have metals in an entity that isn't officially uh, Paul or Tim um, and uh, has a has a legal uh, right of its own, such as a foundation. Use their weapons that they are using against us for yourself, too. Tony Blair as a foundation, uh, Bill Clinton as a foundation, have a foundation, and we do it quite affordably. Uh, we help people and you can hold metals in a foundation in a different jurisdiction. That then no longer. We are still supposedly in a nation state world, even though we are all the, they're all lepers in the leper colony. They've all pursued the debt uh, liquidity experiment. In actual fact, you have no real variance in sound money uh, policies but they still run a legacy system. Well, good luck. You have a different nation that speaks Spanish, for example. You will have English, Spanish speakers will help you set up. But now some government wants to know if you've got something there. It's not illegal to own things in other parts of the world. And if it's not, uh, you might just be a beneficial owner, but your heirs, no death taxes uh, if anything happens to you. I fear population-wise, there's going to be a, a, a very, very scarring potential event. The Bolshevism was very, very scarring. The introduction of communism in China, wherever communism is being introduced, it is a deeply psychologically scarring event for the survivors. Again, I'm sounding like Max Dystopia. You may as well call me Mr. Max Dystopia. But there is opportunity, unfortunately, in that as well. I don't seek opportunity. I'm not a coffin dancer at other people's expense. I'm a victim in the system uh, shell game, just like everyone else. But I don't choose to wear a victim mantle. We've got to deal with the times we've been bought into, recognizing the full game is the game. And then taking action is your mental health. And this is what our community does. And you need to think about absolutely everything you do. And we're going back to uh, self-reliance, localized uh, support uh, bases, food, uh, everything. And gold, they could say it's illegal to own. But the difference is, if you don't own it, a foundation owns it or someone else in a different part of the country, or, or, or apologies, of the world, then you might have a better chance of holding on to some of that wealth. Right. Uh, these are the things people think about. And many of us are sitting just in our country we're born on with the same passport, a trading account and making a little bit of money and thinking we're going to be OK. You need to do more. The extremity of this is vast. You need to do more. And in spite of all that i am done, I'm expecting plenty of rivets to pop and panels to break uh, in terms of my own preparation. But I will still be better off and some things will succeed. I'm working on the premise that uh, if one bank account survives with its balance, I've done well. If three or four places where I have bullion survives, I will have done very well. The multiples that these things can go will shame even a crypto move. Because the debt, the scale of the debt that will deflate will be such a vast uh, contraction that the value of something that is eternal Essentially has deeply unique properties and is only profound at a rate of about 1% a year and fast diminishing Actually is going to be really really powerful And let me tell you the, the Chinese care about it The Russians care about it and the strongest currency recently since our last blow-off call on the ruble Which we were long USD ruble is now uh, strength I think yeah. you're looking at the strongest currency, which is commodity-backed. So physical everything we are saying is justified by recent events as well Fail to note, note the change in the game and fail with the old game. Note the changes, adjust, and be a winner on a scale that will be vast without even having to have done a great deal. Even a few ounces uh, of gold, a hundred ounces of gold, or you know maybe uh, t- maybe even twenty ounces of gold. You know there was a time you bought the average home in the UK for about three ounces of gold. Um, right. uh, you have to go back to the 40s, 20s, or 40s. I think I did this. I literally did the gold price in dollars on a spreadsheet, the mm. GBP USD, and I literally did it. And every event has seen ever greater pumps of financial engineering going ever extreme or higher. Yeah. And eventually, if we correct back to that, you you will buy a home with less than 10 ounces of gold, a good one um, in, in in that environment, providing you can still hold on to it. Uh, providing you resist all uh, offers to hand it over uh (laughs) and you assert your freedom of right to own uh things that they might they might make pretty hard for you to do
0: so everything you've you've mentioned is um has been driven by the fact that obviously in the late well sorry early 70s gold was uh the, the dollar was taken off the gold standard and we've had this fiat money system which is basically allowing politicians to print money at will to solve problems with a money hose uh, every problem that comes along the way and then hand it over to somebody else to deal with um which is whether it's going to be engineered or not that is just monetary incompetence just times 10 and it's just been continuing and continuing now um this transition is also something i've Learned from Tim Price is something that the Austrians look at in terms of the Austrian School of Economics looks at. They say that every fiat currency ends in hyperinflation and and collapse. So we're clearly heading <coughs> towards that. There must, there's no other way that that could happen unless you had a crisis where they. they where the banking system was bailed out and all the soft options were taken and it continued and then pandemic that maybe was confected or not, whatever your opinion on that is, and more money was printed. And then soft options are continued to to be taken ad infinitum until the system eventually breaks. Um, Perhaps they're seeing the end of the track and they're saying this is what we have to pivot onto in order to, to retain control or not. Maybe it's continued incompetence. But either way, I'm, what I'm interested in um, at this stage is either we get this now or we get this later. So I, I think you're, you're going to be right. But I'm. my question is, in terms of timing, um, and I've mentioned him a few times before on the podcast, we have uh, a, a guest on who looks at, at um, cycles and 18 year property cycles. And he has been calling the property market cycles very accurately and thinks that this event that you're talking about now is most likely uh, pegged for around um, 26, 27. So it is possible that perhaps we get a a reversal of this trend now, only for it to come back even bigger, and for it to be this final phase that happens towards the end of this decade, as opposed to to now. So my question is, Obviously, it's better to um, take some steps now because, you know, we, we, it, your risk against reward is if you're wrong now, well, OK, that's not too bad. But if you're right, then we've got massive upheaval. But would you entertain that idea that we could uh, actually have this situation, but further out this decade? Or are you far more convinced it's got to be sooner rather than later?
1: So absolute conviction is not something I'm a, a fan of. Uh, so I'd certainly keep that option uh, as a possibility that they do one more re- dump and reflate cycle. Just highlighting how that might happen, actually, again, on the charts, because we started on the dollar index. When could it rest? Yeah. We've got a purple line here that says 109.3. I've been waiting for this. This is our second interim, and this is our final target. These are two key levels in the HVF we just had, and we're pretty close to it right now. I've actually felt these are broadening structures, this that I've drawn here. On a bull pole that are ascending, that is actually eventually exhaustive. So you broke out of the squeeze. We called this three impulse rising wedge to be an upside break, contrary to what traditional technical analysts. This is the value of HVF method, by the way, that we teach in our community. And we said, "There's your key inflection point here." It was at the 105 round number. So we're talking about the Dixie. You get upside break, but when you get an ascending broadening structure like this, it is also slightly sign of some exhaustiveness because the sellers are increasing and you're making a wider structure. Yeah. So we could run this 109, we're not very far off. It's at 109.1 and I've got a 109.3. Could have a blow off through there even today. And then you could have a far larger sell off again. People say, "Well, we overdone this. Okay, the Fed's going to do 100 basis points. We start normalizing what is an abnormal amount of rate increase." Uh, And we then square up for a bit before we do our 111, which even could be deflationary, pull back a bit and bounce on the roof of our rising wedge, and it takes a whole new structure. So I don't know exactly how you go up. You don't go up in straight lines, but you are dominated to going up once you're in a breakout situation. So once you have an upside HVF, the bias is, but you still have rests and our interim levels are specifically there for points where you are likely to have rest. There's no other methodology that says you're going from A to Z and along the way you're going to pass through B and G and at those points you're probably going to stop and have to fill up with gas and you're going to make no further progress and time will elapse. Um, And that's the gift of our great method. So. My overall view is we're getting to 111. My, my opinion would never be that it would own, can only be a straight vertical upline from here uh, as well. And by the way, even post-running 111, assuming that occurs, it's still an on-balance of probabilities, even though we've said it since 94 and we are very close to doing it, it could still fail. Anything can change. But on-balance of probabilities, we, we are even more likely to do it given where we are now today. But... You can still go up later, but after running the 111, we expect a a sustained period of uh, progress decay because this was a big structured setup. I did show the chart, and I have a bit of a mental image of charts. I can retain them. But for people that aren't uh, uh, chart image orientated, this is a long-termer setup, and it's making a second interim, which is a huge interim. Um, so it could have a a six month rest here. It could even have a year rest here. It's well ahead of schedule. So if I, I'll actually get the other Dixie up like this, here it is. And I'll just take all the jaws off. This is uh, – uh, we're on a weekly chart, and it could even be a monthly chart. So big patterns are entitled to big rests at key levels. Sure. And if we're saying this 109 is going to rest here, you've started a parabola here. You could – you know, it's, it's, it's also around – you could have a, a harsh pullback. You know, could maybe visit 1.4. You could churn around and then get uh, 111, Or we could do the whole 111 as part of this move and then have a sustained – because of the full target of a macro structure being done, have a proper easing. And then a lot of this could be rates coming down. You see in the end, inflation, da 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 No one's buying anything. No one's got any money. We crashed all the assets, da-da-da-da-da. And you have a full pullback, and then you wind up again, and then we go for the overperformance bit Hmm. post the 111 run. What I have seen is some people – who are late to calling dollar strength, suddenly going 150 Dixie. I put this in the same category as the Max Kaiser effect on a million dollar Bitcoin at the end of the year. The the more you know, more people who are late to call bullish on Bitcoin, they will claim stake you. And we have real geometry for our price levels that are created through the chart and through technical experience. Yeah. So when people arrive late to the trade to almost uh, get themselves to the front of the queue, they'll just have a pissing contest about throwing out the biggest number and there's no justification for it. It'll just be, here's a big number, a nice sexy round number. Uh, so I don't get in sucked into competitions with people like that. We're at, look, we've got a target at 111 for that technical structure. Then we are in a channel. It's quite likely you could have a pullback for some period that could accommodate. Uh, some degree of delay, Yeah. whether you're going to be holding on to 26, 27 as a result of that, I personally think that's still a degree of, of push. And all elements of cycles, no matter how accurate, and I'm, this is not deriding, the, obviously a talented person, um, will come under challenge. What we're seeing is an increasing in the volatility and thrash. So the time vector is actually reducing and the wildness of the swings is increasing. This is a function of increased volatility. You are going ever higher. You mentioned it on the FX. I was an FX trader. We got bored sick. Uh, it's just the markets have been so contained. And now they're exploding. So what is actually happening is, you have you have decades where where, not, where barely days happen, and now you're having days where decades happening. Um, so in terms of his cycle, you could see it much more happen in a much shorter time frame, both to the upside and the downside. So the volatility is when you talk about extreme volatility, it usually means high swinging markets in short time frames. So the the the, the, the prediction of twenty six, twenty seven could come back at him a lot earlier, and he could be looking at twenty three, twenty four. Uh, on account of a lot of what he expected to happen, happened in a lot shorter time frame, if that makes sense. So I still don't see us making it out there. They've almost stopped talking about central bank digital tokens. They've all been saying, we're testing it, we're testing it. There's been UBI being tested. That's a concern for me because it means they're getting ready. They're taking your mind off it. They were all talking about, yes, we've started testing these things. They've already been talking about it for two years. Now they've gone quiet about it. I'm thinking they're getting ready. So in terms of watching my reset clock, as I say, I think through three hats here, and as per our logo, the market sniper, the crypto sniper, and the reset, uh, I uh, I think they're closer to ready. They're, they're always more advanced than you think. And they're still going to do six months, maybe a year of turmoil. Oh, the G7 will be meeting. What are we going to do about this crisis? The dollars caused this. What of this? And everyone's going to suffer during that period so that you're going to be at an absolute psychological low of fear. Uh, that you will almost take anything that is put in front of you. That is how you ramrod a negotiation through with the global population. Uh, you put them in a deeply disparative situation where they will snatch anything out of your hand, and you hold them there till the suffrage is high. Then they will buy and sign up for anything. Um, so I think he he might find his cycles uh, shortened.
0: Yeah, and, well. I, I, and I'm sure he'd be you know willing to 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 change his view if things change I mean, he's a very balanced person but I, I think it's a really interesting um, sort of model and uh, prediction. Um, now I'm I'm absolutely fascinated, Francis. That we've been talking about the markets. We haven't mentioned equities once, and I think this is it's such an important thing to do to look at the macro yes. scene before you even go to the equity markets, rather than looking at the equity markets and coming this way. And I think that's a real sign of a, a professional analyst that you, you're looking at all the factors that could affect the equity market before you look at the equity market itself. And I know we've been talking for some time now, but if you have a little bit more time. Yes. Could you please just tell us what you're thinking about the equity markets at this point and um, what the main levels are for you to suggest whether we're going to go go further down, which which I suspect is your view, or reverse and and turn upwards for a rebound?
1: So the the really valuable point that you made there is that it's good to establish the macro criteria first. Debt and equity markets dwarf – my apologies – debt and FX markets dwarf equity understand what's going on in terms of what's contracting and reflating and deflating is is the great game because equities like crypto and this is the frustration i had with crypto people they thought it was all about their little bubble uh they didn't see macro ever leaning on it uh because it it never in the beginning it wasn't relevant because it was a small little industry cottage industry all its own drivers were its drivers Uh, but as it became more institutionalized they never saw that macro was creeping in uh, and they got caught out by that Um, And in the same way, by the way, while we're still showing the chart, this is the the increase in volatility I was referring to that has occurred on yields uh, in the debt markets. So your question is about uh, uh, equity. The debt markets are the underpinning of the financial system. Money is borrowed into existence. So imagine this increase in volatility. And I mentioned also early on in the chat how the move, uh, which is the volatility index on debt, was so high and equity was almost relatively benign. So there was a a stage of disbelief. It's kind of like the whole family's uh, got leprosy and the young kid uh, doesn't think it's a big thing or that is any exposure and he lives in the same house. That's how the equity markets, in my view, have had initially been performing. And people are so in expectation of the Fed put coming in that indices uh, are almost not wanting to go down too much because every time they go, damn, I should never have sold that we're always going to end up buying the damn dip again. Now, we called uh, when we last spoke, we mentioned that you're in major head and shoulder uh, spills. And if you have a look at this chart, if you want to call a bottom there, then you're a brave man. This is on the big time frame. By the way, directions are often best assessed uh, on a candlestick, just using basic candlestick analysis. Read Neeson's books, if you haven't, uh, on basic candle patterns on big time frames. Big time frames. Get the big time frames right. You become a much luckier trader. You truly do. You can then multiply and drop down and get setups within setups. And that's how you can pinch your risk on the shorter timeframes, but get the macro moves on the bigger timeframes. This is a sell. Uh, And we highlighted this as a head and shoulder uh, a long time ago. What have we brought up? We brought out the Dow. So I'm going to keep it American. But if you really want me to take a look at the FTSE for the UK audience, I can do that, too. Just let me know. Uh, But the American drivers are the drivers. This is a head and shoulder for us. Now, we made the first head and shoulder target, which is why you've congested. And we call this a complex head and shoulder where you've had a grind again. This this rising megaphone structure in this price behavior was telling you fatigue was coming on a bull pole. So if you have an ascending megaphone, you are getting a broadening after a period of upness. It means that you're renewing to the downside. So this inherently inferred reversal. This is why we were happy to have a, a bulky left shoulder. Uh, a more volatile head and a super volatile right, you see how the time frame for the right shoulder shortened really small when you had a huge time frame for your left. This is the introduction of volatility, and when the talking heads are talking about it 's getting volatile out there, it actually means it 's a bearish set of circumstances normally so that head and shoulder it' still spilt and it rallied really strongly and now we 're in this downward move. We expect this not just to be a target performing but to be an asset class. A major cyclical reversal point so we didn't close our puts on the on this make i'm still uh, long puts against the spy and the nasdaq and it is now selling off again you are in what we call a slide which is a broadening structure to the downside and we stay in it until the overperformance elements are breached and that is something we teach in HVF method go to the marketsniper.com and book a call if you want to learn about that so we are short Uh, US indices and we remain short on the basis that actually this is more of the beginning Um, never mind it's not even the end of the beginning you've just made the first head and shoulders going to tech uh, I want to highlight that you had an even bigger structure and that is not yet to even make its head and shoulder target or although it's substantially down Um, so this is our head and shoulder on the tech side again a long grindy head look at this channel for the head your uh, left shoulder and then a far more spiky, the introduction of the volatility right shoulder, and you are in a breakdown over here. Our old neckline there was 1275. You are in a broadening structure again on a sell-off period, and it is an ascending. That is a continuous. So if you have a bear pole, a selling off, and you're ascending, it's almost like a bear flag. It must ascend for the continuation to be down. If it was descending, it starts to hammering out a low. So this is a continuation structure. I'm expecting both this target to be run and for further downside. So tech is valued. Even after this correction, Tim, on a benchmark of valuation against GDP, uh, valuation of market cap to GDP, you've only recently come back to the, the dot-com, uh, the, previ- the legacy dot-com highs. This is all the 4.5, the, 4. the 6, the 7, whatever the trillion number was actually printed, a uh, major blow off. There's actually a guy out there called Hunter who talks continually about, no, there's going to be a major pump for 50% before we sell off. And I'm asking him in my mind, what about this move from COVID when the NASDAQ was at 6,600 all the way up to a move to 16,000 is not a blow off top on uh, QE as a result of the pandemic. And yeah. if you have a look at ARC as a, a sort of high beta version of the NASDAQ, that has done a complete round trip and is right down the equivalent of here. Not until we start to see real kings like Apple and uh, Google and some of those having retraced the entire blow off. And that's clearly not happened in this NASDAQ uh, draw. Uh, that i've got for you here then you'll see let me just show that arc option so we're talking the equities and we're talking the u.s equities and we're talking tech Uh, the arc option have a look at that for a round trip and i will argue it's going to pause here for a while and you may get even a short minor rally uh, and you could have a shoulder and you could this could be a head and shoulder Uh, Mm -hmm. only problem with this is that it would be a negative number so it's an invalid technical event but this is a blow-off You put this on a a, a six-monthly or an annual chart, this is a big shooting star single candle, a a ridiculous wick, and it's come all the way back down. That is an intra-period reversal, and it's an intra-period on a massive period. This would be a year chart. If we had the option to do a year chart, this is literally one big blow-off candle, Um, and that typically is continuation to the downside, so revaluation there on a lot of assets. Then they'll be picked up cheap, and then all your web... Uh, you know, 3.0 metaverse stuff will come online with your central bank digital tokens, but it will be picked up by all the right people at the bottom who will still have money and wealth, uh, who made the right decisions, and everyone else will be forced sellers at the lows. So, I remain bearish. Yeah. If that isn't overtly clear yeah. <laughs> uh, in everything I've just said. Sure. Uh, but… Uh, you are at key technical levels where you might pause for a while so the impatient are going to get scared they're going to get sh- frightened out on minor rallies etc um, etc et uh, would you like the uk index by the sure,
0: way sure yeah please anything you want to share please go ahead
1: I, and i haven't i don't know what i'm going to see here but the yeah. one comment i will make is that you're at seven thousand. so i i yeah, I, my father was British, and I came and lived in the UK for an extended period uh, for the better part of 99 till uh, got deep into the, the 20-teens. Uh, and as I came over, Blair was bragging about the health of the FTSE, and it was at 6,950 in 1999. Hmm. 6,950 at 99 and he was about to go on to win another election for new labor and it was cool Britannia was still still had a bit of freshness to it and you know the Noel Gallagher meeting the PM and all of that multi uh, all that error that you've probably uh, forgotten in this world of Boris Johnson being canned and all the political maneuvering Uh, and I can tell you you're about to run that level to the downside and that is now some twenty-three years ago.
0: Yeah, it's incredible so how it's 23 underperformed.
1: Twenty-three years of being a long hold in equities—you have watched pound proliferation, quantitative easing, and everything under the sun go on in destroying your value. Your your ex townhouse house that you bought for one hundred and fifty-nine grand in two thousand. Um, Now is 550 to buy today uh, in in you know in a a low employment commuter belt town Uh, and this is what your equity has done and it's about to fall below that you're going to be worse off than you were 23 years ago in an environment where the inflation is now clearly double digit in real terms so this is an abject vile asset class at the moment, the UK stocks. I'm surprised more merger and acquisition of American companies buying cheap earnings hasn't taken place. You remember Cadbury's being bought and the British saying we're losing all our you know, our banner assets. Of course, EDF of France bought uh, power companies and utilities, and there's all these questions about strategic significance and should this be allowed to happen? Well, um, it's, it should by all definition be very, very cheap, but I think it's pricing in some real malaise, and I do not find Uh, at a good asset category and technically there's no great setups here and there's clearly a a lot of selling that occurs in and around the seven seven uh area right now inside specific industries there might be great things going on we highlighted defense setups lockheed martin this was all pre the events that led to ukraine russia so when i drop down into individual uh, categories and i see setups there have been things that have flourished but right now for me macro is the game and wealth preservation is the the smartest thing uh, to do and preparation. So I'm very in reset mindset. I'm very in sound money mindset rather than individual equity plays.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Um, Most of our listeners are either in the US or the UK. So appreciate that. And, you know, obviously there's something to be taken from anybody else who's around the world listening. um, You know, really appreciate it, uh, Francis. Was there any other markets that you wanted to share before we wrap things up?
1: I would say the things to watch with the gods, your big question, you know, the Fed. Everybody's question is reduced to one thing: when do when do they stop turning up the pain and the pivot come on the Fed? And I I keep a saying it will go longer for the reasons I've already outlined that I won't rehash. Uh, but um, the things that I was watching that were drivers were the ten year Treasury, so key key benchmarks to watch: USD ten year mm. still staying at three percent. So it's our Default uh, assessment that this is a seminal level. You'll see the red lines. This was an inverted HVF that we traded that was hyper stimulatory interest rate environment. Everything below this is a hyper stimulatory uh, interest rate environment. And then, of course, in COVID, you just went to an extreme of such unbelievable levels where debt was it. And we are saying you're coming and breaking out of that. You are likely to pause at this key level and you're broken above the red line here and the rate at which you climbed is extreme. This is a log scale chart Uh, and as a result it's our overall view that these rates will in fact go higher and that will be part of generating the failure of the system because we have way more debt we will never get to Falker level of rates that were uh, to uh, the 1980s. So it falls a lot sooner uh, but this will still go higher and as a result we expected this to pause here. So some people saying yeah but rates and debts coming down etc etc and you have this structure but we blew off through this so now you're seeing more of a pause and a congestion here uh, and it will pause for a while don't be thrown off remember at our interim levels you get pauses look at this pullback over here yet we were saying down here at 1.5 you're going to run the threes and that no one everyone was like what a doubling in rates you're crazy you're insane on that setup that you see there so 10 year rates are a big watch uh, I am short also TLT, which is, a, a, again, broadening structure, and it's been an absolute gift. We've highlighted that this is a, 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 and also a bit of a cranky head and shoulders, which I'll uh, draw. So overall, to me, the people that say buy bonds, wear diamonds because there's been a little bit of uh, a rate spike and now it's coming down. These are people that are hanging on to the buy the dip meme, which will be both destructive in equities and destructive in bonds. You're going to continue to see devaluation in both asset classes, and this confounds people because bonds gave you protection when equities went down, and then when bonds were not so great, uh, you were getting the upside of the risk on equities. This is a macro head and shoulder that we see 89. It's off the scale uh, down the way here. So this is a massive devaluation in debt. To kill and to contract the system, debt must die, and that is money dying as well, hence holding cash notes, despite the, the current inflation rates, will uh will give you great wealth because the contraction of the other asset classes will be even higher than the inflation rates and you'll be able to pick up long-term physical assets for significantly less. Uh, so watch the tenure, watch that. And then the oil is the global Rockefeller tax. Many people understand, misunderstand the role of energies as being such a seminally important uh, aspect. And you're holding at 92 here on WTI and Brent, which is what affects you a lot more in the UK, uh, Paul. And of course, the term as well I'm expecting is stubbornly high. Has it topped? Let me just remove some of the jaws here has it topped, it's run that low. Um, I would not be in a great hurry to buy it right now, but I think it's going to be stubbornly, stubbornly high because of supply chain related aspects. Uh, People, it's not going to come back to 60 in in a way that people uh, think it will easily do until there is much more screaming in pain. So there's much more to come on the pain side before you get this. Uh, very critical energy component, which has been one of the most stubborn all the way down. And we highlighted this. Don't forget, we are the original and only that I know of single digit oil callers in 2019. In September, we stood on stages in November and then again in February in the dollar vigilante and said single digit oil. And as hard as you fall to the downside is as uh, geometrically the response you get to the upside. And that was on a macro falling wedge in energies. That's how it looked. We called over here in the 60s that short, and that was an accurate call into single digits. And as you know, others uh, on futures and derivative markets, went negative. The nature of the rebound and the damage that did to investment in supply, I think you were down to not more than four or five American offshore drills at one point when you used to have a few hundred out there. Uh, So the damage that did to supply over two years and lockdowns and various other things, and with that right-sizing down of the demand, um, you're getting such a, as you get some degree of normalization, you have real, real problems, then you add to it what's gone on geopolitically with Russia and Ukraine. Um, you know, you're, you're even if you reduce the overall demands immensely and everybody does much less. If you're not getting the supply, you can still pay stubbornly high prices. So this is another key benchmark. You will only get some degree of normalization, I think, if they successfully get it down to sixty dollars. And I'm not even sure that it'll easily happen.
0: So, um, so do you think two hundred, three hundred dollars a barrel? Would would you? We've
1: we've said we've said we've said two fifty. In mm. other words, this was your cheap oil era here and uh, uh over th- and back here but remember we probably won't even be measuring this in dollars uh by the time 250 should occur, uh, but the equivalence of if we have some legacy benchmarking of whatever token X we'll be in, because I think a lot a lot will have changed in that time. This was your flat error when you were between 10 and 35. This was your rising wedge that did, gave you your bull period into here. This was all proliferation. This was your great financial crisis, property bull market. Uh, then it got stamped on. This was your low that ran the previous low that we called over here on an inverted HVF. So we twice- called macro moves on energy markets here and then more recently uh, here. This is this is long-term, a beginning of a new trend that will surpass the legacy high of 147. And I can see uh, 200s, 250s, but I don't have a geometric target for that. But that's a, that's a, so that's what I call a more vague generalist number. And I'm not going to try to be a hero and say 400, 500 to be the guy who puts it out. But there will be lots of upside post that. And how far this comes down uh, is they're going to require ever so much more pain on the people to get that uh down it's it's not that elastic uh that you'll be able to do it literally you need to take everybody's money out their bank accounts uh to ensure that because it, it's in everything
0: yeah yeah absolutely so you use the phrase hvf a few times so that's hunt uh volatility, volatility fun- funnel. funnel method
1: yeah, that's yeah. Right. right okay hunt the surname and it's about volatility so the volatility squeezes are your major trades i mean just we're on this chart this was where uh, we we were engaged to the short side uh this is where we were engaged again to the short side these were squeeze based events and on the macro they are I mean, everyone watching this can see it and understand. Sure. Well, there's a lot that you have to learn within that about getting the direction right and how to play stops. But these are volatility-based uh, uh, events. We also do the study of the reset and uh, other technical elements yeah. uh, that that help support. But these were two huge cells to have got right. And you saw with the Dixie again another constriction-based event. Uh, so until 111. We are biasing long dollar, and then we would expect a bit of chop and pause, maybe not to be as easy as it has been for a while. Um, but it could resume quicker than people think. It could not. By the way, the other part of this this gold silver uh, this gold uh, and dollar trade, because we were speaking also a lot about gold. The key point about the spill is that we expected a disproportionate upside response from gold. We were bullish, so we actually did a commodity neutral trade. While saying you should be short oil, we said go long gold at the same time. That was the period gold then had its run. And actually, if you look at the effect of the pandemic on gold, it was deeply different. If I split this chart, uh, so the other half, many people forget, it was WTI uh, short gold uh, long. And we were in macro setups in an HVF method for the gold to be long. I said eventually the gold guys are going to get their call, right? Uh, And it's coming. Um, And it did come. So I'm putting the two charts below each other so that you can see that just quickly and you can see how it panned out. So that was the gold futures. We had a huge reversal here. Uh, In fact, I need to go weekly for that uh, and over here weekly as well. Um, Actually, we've already got the gold on the top. Sorry, I meant to have the oil at the bottom. But uh, let me just do that super quick oil 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 there he is and wti that's it so during this period that the oil was capitulating you can see it here 2020 if i just pull this through so that 2020 is aligned in the same way you can actually see gold was appreciating so if i highlight this and it was even more apparent against the euro and and the pound again we had an hvf structure here We had a big round in bottom, and we traded long gold through here, and that was your COVID response. You had a dip, and you had a rebound, and then you went. We are coming close to that COVID support level, by the way, and you can see it was support, support. Now, I think this will probably be run this time, such as the pain that's coming. Remember, this is a paper price. You're still going to pay premiums for physical. I expect those physicals to go up. The true price of gold is what it costs you to get it delivered to your door, as far as I'm concerned. And I also think it's a suppressed price and someone's holding a discount window open for the Asians for holding on to their $1 trillion of American debt uh, as compensation. And you should be seizing that discount window as well, because it can't stop you queuing in the same line as the Chinese. Um, but put that part all aside. I think we, this is going to be that harsh Uh, an event that gold's paper price will probably fall through here. But during this period, the oil uh, did that and went from 60 to essentially naught. So this was an unbelievable commodity swing trade. And if I show you the, uh, the against the GBP, you will see we actually got given literally the tops. And it did. This is why I say targets are good places to take money off. It's not always forever. So the people that have gone absolutely crazy and said, you know, Dixie, 150 uh, and all of this, I think a lot of things will have broken before you get that level of number, although it could occur. Here was the macro on a monthly for your gold against the pound. Monthly chart setup on an HVF method rule. And we had our community in here. This is that. This is against the GBP. It's even sweeter against the Euro. That was it. It made it there. And that was essentially top. you got a small wind-up and we sold the top wick on a monthly chart. Small little wind-up chart. And it came and kissed it a second time and is now looking – Look at these tall wicks here that looks like it's going to dip even against the pound for a bit. Why? Because everyone is in this dollar-dominant state, and that means it should be bad for oil and gold and drag it all down. Uh, This is a great discount window to be taken. This was an unbelievable trade. You went sub-990. There was a falling wedge, which we suggested taking the break on. You were buying uh, sub-1,000 pounds, uh, gold. Uh, in pounds. And that was a great trade. We traded that. It's very much the same against the euro, which is why don't only look at the dollar price if you are not even a based in America. This was the euro trade. All these draws are a you know, number of years old now. They're still on there because they're part of the macro history of what we do. We keep all our key levels of significance. You were buying euro down here at €1,100. Euro, and you got right the way up at the top out at €1,700. Euro. That was your trade. Look at that pullback post-target run. But you are still higher now. But look at the pullback. Then you wound up again on a lower time frames, and we had follow-up trades that came. But right now looking soft. Right now looking soft and coming off in the paper price markets. So a real discount opportunity is coming. And I think it should be taken. And you can dollar cost average if you're afraid of buying uh, and it goes lower. So everyone should be dollar cost averaging into precious metals in our opinion right now. Uh, it, it's a fail-safe way. And you can stack – we 've got a couple of links under our YouTubes people can buy from them. you can stack with them you know if you 're buying just a single silver ounce a week you know that 's about not even thirty pounds twenty five pounds you would spend you can every when you get a tube, you can take delivery uh, to, to keep your postage down you can everyone can do this uh, Paul and I, and I think they should and i 'm truly mess night. i 'm trying to save people uh, because well i 'm talking my book as well. it must be said, but I truly assess from all aspects of my research and experience, that this uh, is a physical uh, asset that should be accumulated in these crazy times.
0: Absolutely. And that, that takes us full circle, because that's exactly why I wanted to look at the gold price relating to dollars, um, and looking at the dollar as the first thing that we we, we analyze because of this, because I can see that there's an opportunity to come to to get into base metals in exactly the same way, and I was tying it into the fact that perhaps the dollar was going to turn, but for how long? But what's very interesting is how you've sort of laid out the possibility that the dollar might be rising from a macro point of view, and gold and precious metals will be doing the same. So we're not going to go without giving you an opportunity to uh, tell us where we can find more information about you, you know, your handles and your your websites and and, and everything else, your Twitter handle, etc., but before we do that, we like to finish up um, with media picks, which is, um, unfortunately, Tim's not with us today, but I think it'd be nice to hear how the, the, uh, the market sniper relaxes of an evening and, and what sort of things you do in terms of what media you like to consume to relax yourself from the markets. Um, so would, would you like to tell us what, what your media pick would be um, uh, from your perspective?
1: That's a tough one because media is my – I look at media as part of my work. I don't do too much social viewing. I have watched a little bit of Vikings, um, I I suppose, and things like that. Uh, And I'm a Liverpool uh, fan when it's live season and, of course, a Springbok rugby fan. Sure. uh, And I'll be watching the test. So a little bit of sport distraction. I allow them to give me that drug. Um, i mean it could be a essence... book
0: it could be podcast it could be anything at all that it's just oh, something that, something that you value very highly that you think if we were in a pub together you'd share it and say oh you know this is really great
1: yes so uh I actually – Tim Ferriss does a lot of interesting things on his podcast, Mm. life extension, safety, uh, health, diet, nutrition, I I tend to think a lot. You know, trading, uh, people have underestimated that you can't mind force it. Bad Mm. biology is bad trading decisions. If you've stayed up and you're on three hours sleep and you're on four coffees – you're going to short circuit. All my biggest losses have come on in bad biology. Uh, you can't brain force bad biology. So keeping yourself in a good state of health. So I actually like things that are longevity and health orientated and diet. I watch quite a bit um, on that. I ride an e-bike when I'm in my station where that is. Uh, so I can cheat to get home, but I do some hills. So I like to do that, keeping fit. So uh, those are the kind of things. And I think it's great for unwinding. We sit too much, Tim. Um, so, you know, I'm even thinking of reverse integrating and getting um, an Islamic toilet alongside my existing loo. Because the squat position is something you need to do more, uh, both for bowel and uh, nutrients. So these are bizarre responses to your media-related question. But uh, my head is popping with all sorts of things. Of, and that's quite a primeval way of defecating, by the way, yeah. which was naturally good for you. Yeah. Uh, and I think we sit too much uh, we sit, you know, in this right angle type situation. I have low back pain. So I deal with a couple of things, you know, you when by the time you're in your early fifties, as I consider myself to be, you're, you've got a couple of miles on the clock now uh, and staying out of pain, staying pain-free, staying physically strong, uh, I'm embracing life and wanting to go long. Uh, and my, my punishment on the world and the people are pulling the strings of this world is my continual existence in rude, good health, calling them out. Um, so I intend to inflict that punishment for as long as I bloody well can, uh, and everything that does uh, have me bat on in reasonable good shape is of great interest to me. Uh, I love the sun. I think everyone in the UK should get more vitamin D. I have my daughter with me. She's as pale as a as a mushroom, and I try to get her into a bit of sun to keep her healthy from the flu threats and everything else. Uh, swim in salt water, that sort of thing. So things uh, things pertaining around good health, longevity, lifestyle um and then i'm absolutely fascinated by the times my work is my passion sure. i'm not partially here because oh, i need to earn a check i'm here because i want to be here if i had no one subscribing i would be blatting into the darkness uh about everything i think about what's right and wrong in this world i'm just lucky to be paid very generously by an awesome community that value what i do Uh, And I have been very well looked after by by them, and I thank them continue. People who want to find it, it's themarketsniper.com. You will book and have a chat with a call by someone just who is a member as well. Uh, We don't hire salespeople or anything. It's a community of the willing. Recognize, as you have, and I love what you do, by the way, a big shout out to Paul and Tim, because you talk about probability no guarantees and you may have noticed i'm a bit of a linguistics i stamped on a couple of times saying you can't say never you can't do everything we we program our brain by our language by the way the power of the subconscious mind was one of my favorite books so that's not a media response but it was a reading you've got to recognize what you say and think in terms of choice of words i've almost become pragmatic because you are the most my brain the voice my brain hears the most is my own um it's on every podcast it's on everything if I start talking in terms of certainty I start thinking in terms of certainty uh, and there are no certainties so I, I am very careful about what I program my language my brain with I turn adverts off I'm not big media I get resentful of adverts you, you remember the go compare ads in the UK I thought that was actual listener abuse that radio stations allowed that degree of irritation factor and I took that to the extreme that I, I'm on Spotify. Uh, I, have, I pay for it to not have adverts. So commercial messages, uh, I, I, I just eliminate bump. And they do not have the right to get my airtime. There's so much quality content. YouTube channels, I spend a lot of time on people. We're doing interviews. We've had guys like Rick Rule on our channel. Uh, I want to listen to intelligent, high-quality people. And I, I am ruthless with stamping out Things of you know irritating commercial messages. So in some senses, apart from a footy match here and there, uh, I would almost describe myself as. Um, very self-directed media, advert-free. Yeah. So it's often YouTube rather than TV. It- Switch it off. It's called programming for a reason. Um, they're br- numbing your brain. They're filling your head with, with, with uh, mood music that tells you everything's okay. It's okay to recognize things aren't okay if you know how to respond to it. You respond logically, rationally, and you take action. Uh, I think this is a psyop that many people are suffering from mental health, and I think the minute you just recognize there's a challenge, you frame it like an obstacle course, we get three years of life, you sign a lease, and if you play good, you get another three years. Just live every day as if it's the most precious gift. I've got a beautiful daughter, I have a sun shining, I'm in fern trees, I'm going to run into the city after this podcast, I'm a bloody lucky man, be grateful for the amount of years. There were people in Flanders who died when they were 16, uh, and they hadn't even had half the experiences I've had um seize every moment take action and you will not suffer from mental health get sunshine in the uk uh take holidays spoil yourself live for the moment that's the best advice that's my media
0: yeah fantastic i mean just to clarify um no professional trader or analyst would ever say anything certain so i think our listeners are sophisticated enough to understand that and you know we certainly understand that um and also that's precisely why we look at media picks i don't read newspapers and I don't look at mainstream media at all so I have no idea who's even in the markets who these people are talking you're talking about buying bitcoin or calling for 150 I don't look at them either because I don't need to um I have every, all the information in in my charts and what I'm looking at um but that's also why I personally like to to screen what I pick in terms of media I listen to podcasts and youtube more than anything else and but occasionally i will watch a series of something if it's if it's worthy and there are a few but you've got to sift through a lot of them before you get to them but you know on that note um your twitter handle i don't think you've given us and the market sniper was your website was there any other handles you wanted to give us yes
1: so youtube is a way to engage we do a lot on there yeah that's the market sniper is Twitter and the market sniper is the traditional markets, which I think where a lot of the action is macro at the crypto sniper for the crypto and the YouTube is the same. The crypto sniper. We have the reset sniper. Uh, we haven't put anything on YouTube recently. It was getting banned. Uh, we are on Odyssey for that. Um, where there's uh, currently less censorship. Um, And I occasionally put out thoughts in terms of where the greater game is being dragged. So that's pretty much uh, all the handles. The website, book a call from there if you feel it. No one is ever put under any pressure and you're shown uh, what you could do. There's also... Cheap entry points if you wanted to just have a, a live trading day with us, so people can spend $197 and have three hours of market an- analysis with our community, ask questions in the our, our you know our stream. So you know people, there's there's no there's 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 all ways of experiencing us uh, and kick off from the website at themarketsniper.com. And thank you very much for having me on. And I love what you guys are doing. And you've got some awesome guests coming on uh yeah. regularly and are definitely worth a listen and i think everyone should be hitting the subscribe subscribe button on your podcast right here right now to ensure they don't miss uh other great guests that are coming on and i'd love to actually you just send me the housing guy because it sounds like he's got some real interesting cyclical analysis there
0: yeah well he's just written a book so that's Akhil patel and it's it's going to be coming out i think next year but i've i've got an early copy of it um but yes i will send you a link to his uh his book Particular analysis. It's, it was actually just a, f- a couple of podcasts ago. So, but I will send you that. Um, look, Francis, you've been very generous with your time, and we've definitely got to have you back on again. And um, there will be links to everything in the show notes. And of course, if you're listening by audio, you'll also be able to see what Francis was talking about on our YouTube channel, because of course, it's chart driven and um, they're extremely interesting. So I highly suggest that you check them out. Francis, the market sniper, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we hope to have you back very soon. Thank
1: you, Tim. Have a great uh, rest of your week running.
0: You too. Thanks for right, now to everyone. Bye. Cheers. And thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please do your own research or contact a professional advisor.